first day is going to be rough, especially when you're not sure if you're in the place. My first day of orientation at Canva, I came. For the first few hours, I daydreamed about walking on campus and withdrawing my application by voicemail. By mid morning, though, I had to face facts that I was now a seminarian. Canva was the only school I had applied to. I had sent in my materials without telling anyone but my recommenders that I was considering seminary. Ethiopia. 
And we know that he was devoted to a God whose other followers rejected him for more reasons than one. So knowing these two facts about him, for the purposes of this sermon today, I want to name this child of God Dipawa, after the old Nubian nation that was among the first in the world to embrace Christianity. There are a couple of curious things to point out about Dipawa. As I mentioned before, Dipawa is reading in the middle of the wilderness. Scrolls aren't easy to come by at this point in history, and literacy isn't either. But that's not what's surprising here. What's surprising is that he's sitting in his chariot in the middle of absolutely nowhere on the way back to work after worshiping at the Temple in Jerusalem. And he's reading the servant songs. Now, the Temple of Jerusalem, much like a lot of congregations today, was not a great place to be for a gender nonconforming person. Hmm. If your gender or your body or someone else's anxiety about either made religious leaders uncomfortable, you were not allowed to enter that temple for worship. Hmm. Those were the rules. And there's no way that Natalo didn't know that. If he was anything like me, he was given plenty of opportunities every day to reflect on the way society did not see his body as human, let alone holy. Right. Yeah. But Natalo was not going to Jerusalem because he wanted approval at the temple. He was going because he had been raised to believe that people who love God worship at the temple. And Natalo mm-hmm. loved God, so he went, regardless of what, uh, whether anyone else wanted him there or not. Mm-hmm. I doubt it was a pleasant trip. He probably got a lot of stares. Some people might have pointed, um, some people might have snickered when they thought he wasn't looking. We don't know because the story doesn't tell us. What we know is that on the way back home, he was reading the Psalms of the Suffering Servant. Hmm. These Psalms, found in the book of the prophet Isaiah, are four poems written about an unnamed servant of Yahweh whom God calls to lead the nations. For much of the poems, this servant endures humiliation and abuse. If this is what he takes to read while coming home from worship, we can only imagine what the Tawah was feeling while he was there. Hmm. This is a dangerous road, full of thieves and not much else. But suddenly there's a man gesturing at a scroll in Natawa's lap, asking if he understands what he's reading. Now, I don't know much about Nubian or Judean etiquette, but I'm pretty sure asking that question without introducing yourself first is rude in any culture. Natawa <laughs> 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 could have told the strangers to scram. But it was thanks to people because it was thanks to people like him that Dotawa knew what it meant to suffer. Mm. But he chooses not to. Instead he asks, How can I? Unless someone guides me. And he invites the stranger to sit. Notice here that Dotawa did not ask for Philip's analysis. Mm. He had no reason to believe that some stranger he met on the side of the road had a better comprehension of scripture than he does. Mm. But he knows that throughout his life he has been guided from birth to his appointment to the, by the queen, all the way from Nubia to Jerusalem and back, and that if God has something to say to him, even if it's through some presumptuous hitchhiker, he's willing to listen. So Paolo invites Philip to sit beside him in his royal chariot, and he spits out the one question that has bothered him since before he could remember. He reads about the rejected servant of God, and he wonders aloud, who is this story about me? And Philip tells him about Jesus, from beginning to glorious end, as they creep, creep down the wilderness road. The Tao hears about the humiliated Savior who was thrown out of the temple just like him, mm. and he decides that he will be baptized. 
He doesn't ask for Philip's permission because it's not Philip's to give. He knows that God has sent this man to him in the wilderness, to the same wilderness Jesus entered in his, his mission. Instead of asking for permission to be baptized, Paul says, who is going to stop yeah. Come on. Yeah. And as he comes out, up out of the water, he rejoices. Yeah. The Bible footnotes and commentaries will be quick to note that the writers of Acts saw eunuchs as unclean. They will say Ethiopians were exotic. They will explain how the story shows the shocking lengths to which the Holy Spirit will go to include everyone, including unwanted people, even people at the ends of the earth. Yeah. But here's the thing, y'all. The earth is round. There are, literally are no ends. No margins that the, the Spirit is scraping up to dump into some assimilationist gospel. Well. Paul was black and non-binary and a child of God before the, at the day he was born. He knew he was a member of the body of Christ before Philip did and before he even thought to ask. He didn't need Philip to teach him his word and he didn't miss the missionary when he left. This, this leads me to the second story about my first year in seminary. Everyone starts Candler with a ministry internship. And mine was at the Gateway Center, a housing and resource center for people experiencing homelessness. And I'm nervous, right? Because I'm supposed to be a chaplain, and my, but my voice is so high and my face is so smooth that people think I'm still a high schooler. And basically all these men around me are in their mid-50s or They've had kids and diplomas and addictions and promotions and scars from the Vietnam War. Mm. So I show up on the first day, all silent and sweaty palm people met me, right? <laughs> I get handed a big binder full of worksheets, and I'm told to help lead a class called Life Skips. <laughs> and I'm told that the city of Atlanta believes that these men don't have anywhere to sleep at night because they still haven't developed the coping mechanisms necessary to hold down a job or pay the rent. The city wasn't concerned that gentrification is pushing rent sky high, or that almost no one will hire you if you've got a record, or that medical emergencies can ruin almost anybody if their insurance is yep. As far as the city was concerned, homelessness was a personal problem. Wow. So in order for these officials to continue funding a roof over their constituents' heads, 25-year-olds like me needed to talk through some I statements with guys twice their age and sign a paper that said they were working on their recovery. If, I, if it starts to sound absurd to you, rest assured that it was. Uh, after a number of numerous false starts, we changed the class into a forum with a new topic every week that encouraged everyone to share what gave them strength at this time. The men began to open up, telling stories about disaster and regret, and relationships and discipline, and above all, faith. They gave each other, at least for some time, the support that they needed. No worship's involved. Sometimes our church, our city, our country sees some folks as Jerusalem and other folks as the ends of the earth. But here's the good news, friends. The earth is round. God has been with us the entire time. Park Ave talks a lot about being an inclusive church. And inclusive can be a beautiful thing. But we need to be clear about who is extending the welcome. Yeah. Because our felt faith is in a poor brown man from a colonized territory who was ex executed by the state. We know this, right? God raised him from the dead, 
and brown women were the only ones brave enough to say so. Mm -hmm. And among the first people to believe all this was true, before Paul had any letters to write, yeah. the church had any creeds or any hymns to sing, yeah. one of the very first people to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord was a non-binary black person who, reject, who was rejected by organized religion. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about inclusion in our congregation and in the church as a whole, I don't want us to get it twisted. This is not a new hit scheme to make the church seem for the millennials. This isn't about having progressive politics or radical theology. Yeah. We're not doing anything edgy here. Yeah. Our God is as biblical as they come. Yeah. The good news of Jesus Christ is that we don't have to wait for Jerusalem to approve of us before we know, to, we know that God loves us. Yeah. There are no ends to God's kingdom, just like there are no ends to the earth. We can read the scripture ourselves. We can claim our own baptism. Yeah. Yeah. After all, who is there to stop us? 